What's going on, Patriots? Back with another Patriots Prayer Podcast for you. I'm your host, Eddie Smith, and today, folks, what we're going to do is we're going to touch on a lot of the headline stuff. Um, we're going to talk a bit about the left um, having their own toy soldiers turned against them. It, it, you know, if it weren't so serious, it would be funny. If it weren't so serious, you would like to turn around and say, Hey, we told you so. You fueled this terrorism. You you by by signing on by by uh, listening to it by giving it a platform by giving it a, a pedestal from which uh, a soapbox from which to preach. You allowed it. You caused it. You put the battery in the back. You wound the toy up and it turned on you. It turned on you. I hate to say you're deserving of it, but. You brought that kind of judgment on yourself. Now, now what do you do, left? Now, now what do you do when you see just beyond the gate on the other side, you see an angry mob that you created, your monster, turning on you, assaulting your police officers, taking over your capital, dominating your streets, waving anti-Israeli flags, openly being anti-Semitic. What do you do with the universities? What do you do? How, how do you keep up appearances now? Your party is fractured. Fractured. Into regular socialists. Democratic socialists. And just straight up Marxists. <laughs> I think we got to sprinkle some fascism in there somewhere along the lines too. It's amazing to me, man. That... Um, it's it's taken this long. I, I'm very surprised it took this long before the Democratic Party started suffering the consequence of the monster that it created. Because it damn sure did. And it, it's a sad day that you see it created. But here's a good thing. Here's a good thing, guys. Now, I don't know that the Israeli ceasefire is going to last so long. But there is an agreement right now. There's one being brokered uh, by the Qatari negotiators and the Israeli government has confirmed to Fox News is where I'm getting this from. I'm reading it here. So it says tonight the government has approved the outline of the first stage of achieving a goal according to which at last, uh, excuse me, at least 50 hostages, women and children will be released for four days during which there will be uh, a lull in the fighting. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office said in a statement, there's a release. Every 10 additional hostages will result in a day of respite. So they're saying basically, if you want this ceasefire, if you want to stop being bombarded um, and, and attacked and just hunted down, start releasing the hostages. But they know that can only get them so far. And that's the reality of this particular situation because... There is no situation in which uh, that should ever arise where the Israelis are willing to negotiate with Hamas. You can't. They're a terrorist organization that is hell-bent on the destruction and, and, and the um, an eradication of an entire race of people. And those people should never be... Uh, you should never sit down and have uh, peace talks with such a person. You can't trust them. The hatred uh, that is that lives deep within that person's soul um, 
is is not one that can be quelched by anybody but God himself that's for sure i mean they had they celebrate taking the lives of innocent uh family members whether it be uh, men women or children or even infants in this case so no be very careful and be very studious i know that israel knows exactly who they're dealing with better than any one of us do and that's why it really, one of the things that bothers me about this whole situation where people are constantly calling uh, for peace talks and, and, and the, a ceasefire when this is not Israel's war. This is not what Israel caused, right? This is not what they wanted. This is evidently not what Israel wanted, but it is, uh, it, it is definitely a result of actions that were taken by the uh by by the uh the people of Palestine the faction calling itself Hamas so yeah i mean when they are the democratically elected government the the, the people overseeing the people in charge uh in Gaza and you know i i am not stripping the palestinians of responsibility uh in as much because they they elected them that you don't see any situation in which um, you see one rejecting the other, and that's just the way I see it. When I saw that that young girl killed brutally after being raped publicly, and and just breaks your heart. But when you see her uh, taken out in the streets, and you see those people spitting on her, they're not. They are not. Let me say it again: they're not Hamas. They were Palestinians that were doing that. There were Palestinians jumping down and cheering and slapping each other five after 9-11. It's Palestinians that were chanting death to America, death to Israel. So, you know, I, I do not absolve them uh, of, of the sin of the things that have taken place, of the hatred that is constantly nurtured in that part of the world for a race of people and their will to self-governance, which they absolutely deserve. And if it's only Zionism that you content to, uh, that you're content on preaching on or about or against, then I say an equal right back at you with, uh, you know, with uh, Sharia law. I don't see anybody out there protesting that. I don't see anybody out there protesting the religious rule of, of that particular theocracy. But, however, it's just it's just this one, this particular one. This one little country the size of New Jersey that's just garnered so much attention and so much hatred from everyone over there in the Middle East for some weird reason. And for some oddball reason, this little country seems to be able to fight enemies in every direction and still exist. <laughs> that's proof of God. And, I, I, and, that, and whoever doesn't believe that, I mean, imagine a country the size of New Jersey being able to fend off enemies from the north, south, east, and west and be surrounded by those enemies. Can, can you imagine? So when people, I, I, I once heard a guy say, what, get, what's your proof for God? And the guy says, the Jew. Yeah, absolutely. The most hated race of people in the history of the world, chased out of every country, uh, killed by the millions. Uh, I mean, oppressed by every in, in every uh, uh, 
duration of time. I mean, let's go back as far as the Roman rule over Jerusalem. Uh, and then when they scattered, well, let's go all the way back to Egypt. I mean, it doesn't stop. I mean, you get over and over and over again. The Jewish people are constantly fighting some kind of battle against somebody who does not want them to exist. As far back as history has records. So that, that is the proof of God to me. And it should be to you as well. It should be to you as well. But guys, if we don't stand up against this type of hatred, if we don't take some time, type of open stance against it, um, you know, your inaction will be counted to you as sin of your own. So it, it keep keep that keep that in mind. Now, the Israeli government, uh, the IDF and security forces will continue uh, the war in order to return all hostages and to complete the elimination of Hamas and to ensure that Gaza does not renew any threat to the state of Israel. Meaning the idea here is to topple the Hamas backed government, the Hamas in the government to, to actually allow the Palestinian people, the ability to govern themselves. Now, the question remains at that point is what direction do they take? What direction do they take? Once Hamas is out of the way, once the IDF, Israel gets in there and they clean Hamas out and let's say they turn this land over to the Palestinians and they say, here, this is yours, lock, stock and barrel, create a government, blah, 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 do the whole thing. Um, I'd be curious to know at that point if people actually believe that the trajectory of said government will be any different than the current one that they have. If it will be, it will still maintain a uh, an outlook of constant war and chaos inflicted on uh, Israel because they, there will be no peace as long as Israel exists is, is the mind frame over there in that part of the world. So yeah, I mean, it, it 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 what exactly would change? That's that is the big question. What would change? Now, other than that, the U.S. military carried out airstrikes toward a facility used in Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps uh, in Iraq, and we he Biden responded. Of course, I mean, here here's the thing. Um, I, I'm not a fan um, at all, but you got to understand that it is 100% an election year. <laughs> it's an election year. So, of course, he's going to do things to give him the optics of being a strong leader. But we know quite different. We know for absolutely certain that this is not the leader we should have at this moment in time. That is a fact. And um, it, it's it's count ourselves lucky if we get out of his administration without... Uh, any further involvement into this conflict or without this conflict evolving into something so much more because of the appearance of weakness that he exudes while he's in that office. And and, and everyone knows this. Everyone knows this. Hell, other countries on, our, on their news programs have dedicated segments to uh, Biden's gaffes that week. And they're laughing at us. We are a joke. Right now, due to this president, we are a damn joke on the world stage. And say what you want about Trump. 
When Trump was in office, he was respected by other countries. This guy completely neglected and compromised because I feel as though is the reason why he is said to be compromised is because we know for a fact $30 million flowed through the coffers of the Bidens that came from adversarial countries, from foreign nationals. For what? That is the question. For what? Answer the damn question and the problem goes away. Give us a satisfactory answer and then we can talk. But until then, this is what we know. Adversarial countries have wired money through 20 different shell companies that land in the coffers of the Bidens. Many, many Biden family members have definitely benefited from whatever overseas deals overseas deals that are actually taking place. A $250,000 wire transfer uh, was wired from the CCP to uh, Biden's address. And that wasn't even that long ago. It, it was to Joe Biden's address. It was for Hunter. When asked what that was for, he said it was a result of investments. What prior to that, he said he made no money on investments. So they both can't be true. One of the two is absolutely a falsehood. So the question is, which is it? And it isn't whether or not what uh, I believe at this point, based on what we know right now, isn't uh, did or didn't Joe Biden, Joe Biden commit some crimes uh, on some level. But to me, it becomes a matter of which crimes did he actually uh, commit and to what level did he commit them? Because, folks, if you did something that that let's say let's say you had nothing to hide, uh, one, you would be transparent. This this problem would have went away a long time ago. Why did you get 30 million dollars? This is why, fools. That's why I hear it. Here's the paperwork. Bye. See you. No. That's not what's happening, though. And beyond that, you have uh, the DOJ writing letters saying, hey, we're not interested in in, um, in in pursuing an investigation against political figure number one. The people investigating the Bidens were then transferred off of his case, all of them. Uh, you had several whistleblowers come forth and say, hey, they're being treated with kid gloves. We're also being told not to investigate, not to pursue uh, the, the laptop, laptop, the laptop. I mean, how many different things do we all need to know, including the fact that 16 to 17 uh, payments from Romania were wired to Joe Biden while he was still vice president. And many of the people that he did business with in these adversarial countries were shortly thereafter locked up for fraud or some type of corruption themselves after doing said business. So, you know, don't act for a second like you don't realize that these enemy combatant countries that Joe Biden was doing business with on some level or even his family. Let's just go there, which the precedent has already been set about that, too. If you give bribe members to an elected officials, uh, bribes to an elected officials, family member, it is the same as if they got it as well. Uh, we've already Dershowitz is it gave it long talk about that. That's exactly the same precedent they said was set when they testified in front of the oversight committee so it doesn't matter if it was just hunter it really doesn't it still ends with joe biden and then when that domino falls that domino falls all the way to obama's front door because don't think that at any time when he was selling policy favors while he was vice president of the united states he couldn't enact any policy changes because at the time he was vice president so who had the power who had the ability to actually have a bribe given to them and actually have the power to set uh, any policy or change a policy toward a specific country, whether they be friendly or unfriendly, for whatever reason. 
only Obama did at that point in time. So this whole Ukraine thing where they were saying that he was in charge and he had the ability to uh, withhold the uh, the uh, 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 funds in the IMF loans, which you heard him say several times to Poroshenko, even in t- uh, pushing the Pravat Bank to closure, he said it would be good for your physical as well as your financial security if you were to do so. And then once again threatened whether or not the IMF loan would come forward based on the decision that he made. So there's your quid pro quo. Um, and it's also admitted to in the other uh in the other video where he says son of a bitch they fired the prosecutor where he lays out the entire story and even gives them a time limit for which they have to tell him they're firing the prosecutor before he gets back on the plane now since when is that not a quid pro quo especially when said elected official joe biden at that time had a son who was working on the very board that uh shokin was actually uh investigating at the time and then they said oh we fired him because he was a corrupt prosecutor no even Poroshenko came out afterwards and said he did nothing wrong, but even though he did nothing wrong, he especially asked him to resign. What he did do was he was investigating the Burisma Energy Company, and they were trying to set an IPO to go public, and they wanted to be on the New York Stock Exchange. So what did they do? They hired daddy's little boy, put him on the board, and then try to use that name, that power, that connection, that leverage in order to make these things go away and daddy shows up makes that threat and it goes away and it it, so whether or not you're allowed to make that logic leap as to whether or not one thing is connected to the other i think is self-evident but i'll say allegedly at this point but you make up your own minds make up your own minds because this is what i'm telling you is not conjecture these are the facts now the the only conjecture in that statement was my opinion on why it it would have happened but that's based on the optics of the situation and as you just heard me go through each step of that chronologically what else, what other conclusion could you possibly draw but the one that I laid out for you I'll wait people it's sad it's sad they don't even give the illusion anymore of trying to do the right thing they don't they, they don't even give, they don't give the illusion that they're trying to do the right thing. They don't care whether or not you know. They lie to your face. And then, and this, here's a guy who gets caught lying on a, on a regular. And then comes back out two news cycles later with the things that have already been fact-checked and shown to be absolute bogus. And he says the same lie again. He's already uh, completely plagiarized someone else's life. Like, he actually assumed their accomplishments, everything. He's told many, many different, whether or not he's involved with the civil rights movement, all of these things, you know. I don't think the civil rights thing will go over very well with his uh, buddy Robert Winger. You remember the, the Grand Wizard? The guy from the Ku Klux Klan, the one that Joe Biden called a great man and a mentor when he spoke at his eulogy. If people want to fall for this act, like they really believe that this is that the American liberal is for equal rights. They're not. They're just for power. This is a Marxist move. This is not the Democratic Party of yesteryear. It's not. I can disagree with the Democratic Party of yesteryear and sit down and uh, just continue eating our food and having a great time. We can talk. I can't talk to a communist. 
You can't talk to a Marxist. I can't talk to someone who wants to usurp someone else's labor, someone else's uh, hard work, and be less accountable themselves while putting the burden on the state to make sure that you have, instead of you relying on you, you put your bur- put the burden on the neighbor, and then by doing so, you put so much power in the hands of the government that you just lost everybody else's freedom for you. So your opinion is very dangerous because it affects the freedom of everyone in this country. If you think yours is just a differing political opinion and that's where it ends, you are so wrong. You are so wrong. That opinion, that that particular opinion and that particular ideology has killed millions and starved just as many. It's destroyed societies. It's eroded freedoms. And it's not going to get any better. It's really not. It's not going to get any better as long as you have people like Joe Biden and also you have people in the Democrat, excuse me, in the Republican Party who are also beholden to the same exact uh, uh, lobbyists, these same special interest groups and would rather serve their affiliates on K Street than they would the people who elected them to office. Why? Because their campaigns were funded by lobbyists and special interest groups. Why do you think only eight people dissented against Kevin McCarthy? Eight. Have you noticed the ever-alarming 400,000 cell towers that have gone up in the United States alone? How about the electronics that reside in every room of our homes and Wi-Fi that runs 24-7? 5G cell phones are carried in our pockets hours on end. Common complaints are ringing in the ear, sleep deprivation, palpitations, headaches, memory loss, and so much more. Redemption Shield is on the cutting edge of offering products that protect your family from electromagnetic and micro microwave radiation, from Faraday bags, earthing bed sheets, Wi-Fi router covers, hats, scarves, bed sanctuaries. This will not be going away anytime soon. We will continue to see only faster speeds, 6G, 7G, and more exposure to EMF than any time in our history. Start protecting yourself now. Go to RedemptionShield.com and get grounded and shielded today. Use code PATRIOT and save 10%. Come on, people. Really? Eight. That's that's how many it was. That's how many had the guts. That's how many had the actual guts to do what was right. While everyone else either abstained or were quiet or voted for the, the same old, same old establishment crony. The guy who was trying to pass a bill that had more pork in it than bacon itself. You know, what happens What happens to the promises? Do they think, oh, you just get to say all these fancy speeches and, and, and come across like a political Santa Claus and promise the world, but when it comes time to deliver, you don't have to, and when you don't, the people that hold you to account, it's their fault? That's a, that's a hell of a notion, right? That, that, I mean, it's so arrogant to even take that approach. He said, well, eight people in, eight people in Congress... Uh, decided to upend the Republican Party and do what they wanted. No, it wasn't eight people in Congress. You know how many people those eight people in Congress uh, represented when they made that decision? Most of us. Left and right. Most of us. 
We're tired of government spending us into oblivion. It is the biggest threat to our sovereignty that there is that exists right now. Money. Inflation. The fall of the dollar. The crash. The inevitable crash of a fiat money system if they keep spending at this level, at this rate, unchecked. This is why it was so important that we had the spending bill come across and have line item voting up or down on each item within the bill itself. But no. And the reason why is because special interest groups get their feelings hurt. Lobbyists fund campaigns with a bunch of IOUs attached. And now those IOUs are completely worthless. Throw them in the trash. Special interest groups right now everywhere are pissed off. Majorly. Because their IOUs ain't worth a damn anymore. People don't realize how historical that moment really was. And also that it showed exactly who in office had any guts whatsoever. And who had any tenacity whatsoever. And who the real conservatives were and who they weren't. You know, at the end of the day, I remember when Matt Gates was talking about the uh, when, when Emmers didn't get the vote and they were deciding that they were just going to leave and come back on Wednesday. And they said, hold up, wait, rather than do that, why don't we just hold a vote right here for whoever was second to Emmers and let's see if that person can get the 218 votes that are necessary to become speaker. And they said, uh, well, no, that would be against the rules. And then someone, uh, I believe, starts with an M, but... um. Anyway, I, I want to give the guy credit, but he, 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 he stood up and he said, why don't we just go ahead and have, um, it's going to kill me and not thinking of his name, but he said, let's, let's just hold a vote. Let's just have a vote right now to change the rules and then we'll see if we can't get Mike Johnson and to be, uh, and to be speaker of the house. You know, the only one that stood up to, to oppose that vote to, to, to take the vote for Mike right then and there on the spot. The only one that stood up and opposed it was Kevin McCarthy. People, they tell on themselves. It, it's, the, it's, the, it's the action, it's the inaction. When put together, they make up that person's DNA. And Kevin McCarthy, you're a stooge. You're a bought and paid for stooge. And you will not win re-election in your district, but. I don't know. I mean, stranger things have happened, I guess. I mean, look, we have a president right now that got more black votes than Obama. Yeah, 81 million votes. Any campaign from his basement. So who knows? <laughs> who knows, man? I, I you know, I, I kind of gave up a long time ago on, um, on people using, uh, you, you know, straight up and down black and white style common sense. They are willing to sell their souls on so many levels um, and believe the rhetoric while at the same time complaining about the same things over and over again. We need people in Washington that will represent us. But you keep sending these paid for cronies out there that don't represent you. They represent special interest groups. They represent big pharma. They represent the corporate interests. They represent the lobbyists. Not you. Give a damn what you think, because by t election time, you will have forgotten everything that that person said or did. 
and you will vote exactly the way they want you to because the commercials on TV, the media coverage, everything is that's set up around you, the algorithm that you're stuck in right now, it, it, it's not set up to allow you to dig into the DNA of a politician. You got to be intentional about that. You have to go and actually look at the bills that they put their names on. The legislation they put forth, if any. How they voted. Take a look at them. Quit listening to what they say. Because on paper, George Bush and Obama are exactly the same person on paper. I hate to tell you, but they are. On paper, they did pretty much the same thing. Well, under Bush, we had the Patriot Act, the Victory Act. Under Obama, we had the amendments to the NDAA, and we also had the the, uh, continuation of the Patriot Act signed by Obama as well, and as well as the re-signing of NAFTA, the continuation of Section 702, and many, many more things, like like the abolishment of the Fairness Doctrine, which has made our media, both right and left, so much more divisive than they have ever been. Journalism is dead. Well, let's, I mean, I I can't say that. That would be wrong to say, but it's largely dead. It's largely dead. Because when you, you don't get heard unless you're on somebody's big network, typically. And the big networks, well, you know, they're all kind of fed what to say. It'd be very cool to have actual investigative journalists that went out and all went different directions. And so when you watch the news over here, you heard something different than the one when you turn the channel over to this channel. But you don't. What you hear is the Mockingbird media. They all say the same thing at the same time. The same stories are played night after night on each station simultaneously, all repeating the same rhetoric. Just irresponsibly, uh, irresponsibly as well. And they are responsible for most of the divisiveness that you see in the streets right now. Because if they just did their job correctly, if they outed the people who were doing wrong, if they told the absolute truth, the the full truth, and nothing but the truth, and then they held people accountable for the things that they said that they would do, man, you imagine the power of the press? They would truly be oppressed by the people of the people and for the people. A real free press. But we don't have that. We have the illusion of that. We have the illusion of that. The official narrative stuff that we just went through in the pandemic should prove beyond any shadow of any doubt that we have no free press whatsoever. These guys were told what they couldn't couldn't say. They only allowed certain people on their talk shows and on their news programs and you were not allowed to question Certain things, whether it be the election, whether it be a vaccine, whether it be anything to do with Wuhan or uh, uh, the, uh, of the uh, the uh, COVID-19 virus or any of those things. You weren't allowed to say them, talk about them, dissent, have a differing view or opinion or simply just ask a question. You are told to sit down, shut up and whatever we tell you for the greater good of everyone around you. Don't question it. Just listen with just give blind faith in everything we say, because anything you say other than what we do is murder. 
People are dying because you have a differing opinion. People are dying because you have a question. People are dying because you don't trust your government. Let's translate it. That's what they were essentially telling people. Your opinion was murder. If you think that the Twitter files exposed what was going on with the government working with social media behind the scenes is as far as it went, you're crazy. You're crazy. If you don't think that Google, NBC, CBS, ABC, all the three-letter news agencies everywhere, (laughs) if you don't think these broadcast companies have similar things going on, at this point, you know, they have to. What? Look at the things they report for the same reason I just said. They all say the same things at the same time. They all give the same reports. They don't disagree with one another. Independent journalism is almost a, it's a dying art. It's a dying art. And when people do have differing points of view, Uh, they're not given the same platform from which to espouse their opinions, views, or beliefs. These things I'm asserting are not, these these are absolutely factual. Absolutely factual. I was monetized and demonetized in the same day for posting a Bible verse for Corinthians 6, 9. It talked about uh, adultery and fornication and homosexuality and not inheriting the kingdom of heaven. In in a social media company, he flagged that his hate speech, agreed with me that it wasn't hate speech, restored the post, kept the strike, and but limited my reach. And to this day, my reach is still limited on that platform intentionally. And they know as much. And I've flagged this down a million times where they say, oh, yeah, we see the problem and we'll help you. Now, for four months, that media, that social media company has been fronting like they're actually going to help. Like, I got somebody different who's actually going to fix the problem. And they don't. They disappear. They don't follow up. They don't do anything because that's the design, right? Section 230 protects them. They can legally discriminate against your opinion. And even though they do business in the public sphere, Section 230 prohibits the ability for you and I to sue them because they get to regulate the inner workings of their companies even though they're publicly traded. It makes no sense. It makes no sense that they don't have some type of a a standard that protects people the free speech of the average American. It should not, you should not. Now, if if you, if you're not a public company, if you're not publicly traded and you just have something and that's yours, that's a free enterprise, buddy. You can have all of one particular political ideology on there and nobody else. And no one can say a damn thing because it's yours. But when you're a publicly traded company and you're saying that you won't allow anyone to post a story if the story is to do with this one particular issue or to deal with this one particular thing because it doesn't go along with the story you want people to believe because of your political affiliation, that should be illegal. That should absolutely be illegal. And no company should be able to stifle the opinion of the masses in a country that one of the greatest things about 
said country is the fact that we get to dissent openly. This is the glory and the foundation that we have found in our First Amendment. But they have found a way to stifle it. And they do it for the greater good of many. Yeah, it's the same thing they told you when they put the Patriot Act into. Yeah, we, we have to we have to dial back some of your rights so we can protect you. You have to lose some of your liberties to be protected. Yeah. How's that working out, everybody? How's that working out? It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. Now they want to take your damn water heater away. I didn't want to take your gas stove out of your house. They want to do. <laughs> it's absolutely nuts, people. I, I, I really don't understand a, a country that allows this type of an, an absolute intrusion into the free market based on agenda based politics, not law. And then you shut down complete industries and go to war with complete industries when you're wholly bought in. To another industry. So we know you're serving your own best interest. Based on the decisions that you're making. In your administration. You self-serving SOB. Because that's what you're doing. All them Chinese investments. Shutting down mining in the United States. When it comes to lithium and cobalt. And only keeping very few leases. And land leases for federal uh, purposes. Uh, excuse me. Federal land leases for uh, for for drilling for oil and minerals. Uh, were only stifled at they stifled it at eight thousand, and then they they were gonna they were gonna uh, allow a few more after that. But I, I I don't know where that ended up being. But the the places that they allowed those eight thousand leases weren't places where they had already done all of the research to tell whether or not it was even even worth drilling in those areas. But they shut down other areas they knew oil was definitely at. So don't they they sit there and give a we didn't do a ban. We didn't we didn't yes essentially you did when you when you set it up the way that you set it up when you gave out the leases in such a way as to make sure that uh you know that the mining was not previously done we don't know uh we haven't we haven't been able to uh investigate and see whether or not these areas are or are not oil rich but you kick people off oil rich land and and cancel those leases that makes absolutely no sense absolutely no sense and all you do when you don't diversify your energy sector is create change one monster for another monster. If you get take all the money away from the, the, the oil rich countries, which we were prior to Trump leaving office, um, then, then you have, you know, the, the Saudis and people like that uh, comp- with, with a lock on the market. And then and then if you go to uh, strictly EV cars with no other uh, with no competition to them at all, then you basically hand the entire market to the Chinese. That's where most of the lithium and cobalt is mined. And damn it, if you take a look at how it's mined and you still think it's humanitarian to 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 get rid of the oil industry and but you'd rather have a four year old digging your cobalt and lithium with a spoon. <laughs> Hypocrites. Oh, give you a headache if you try to, you know, actually uh, apply common sense to the logic of those on the left sometimes. But hey, we're all we're all entitled to our opinion. Right? You're entitled to have one. I didn't say that I had to respect it, but I wouldn't take it from you. You know, that's the difference between us and them. 
and they only want one idea in the public sphere. They're scared of ideas. They're scared uh, of rebuttals. They're scared to have to deal with issues. They just like to attack people on an emotional level and call them names and try to get them off their square because they know they damn sure don't want to have a debate on the issues. They don't have any issues. They don't have, especially they don't want to talk about policy. That's why every time you see uh, a conservative go on a liberal uh, show, instead of talking about policy, they ask some dumbass question about something Trump said. It's just, it's the same story over and over and over again because they know they have no policy, no, no, no platform to run on. They just don't have one. They really don't. They have no standard. My friend, that is the number. Even the, even if you look at the Dinesh D'Souza, uh, uh, interview he did with the former, uh, Islam extremist. And he sat there and said, the reason why that they back the left and they always vote left is because they knew they had no standards and they knew you couldn't brainwash people on the right because we have values. Straight out of the horse's mouth. It, it, we didn't have to. We didn't have to hear him say that to know that was the case. We already knew, but it's good to have someone finally affirm that for for sure. But all right, folks. Hey, I appreciate you guys hanging out with me like you do every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at eight a.m., guys. Um, and and happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there in my Patriot family. Uh, remember your loved ones this season, uh, the ones that can be here and the ones that are no longer here and, uh, just enjoy the holiday season, make each other laugh and let each other know exactly how you really feel about those whom you love, because don't wait until it's too late. People don't wait until it's too late. Love your family, enjoy your family, and love the time that you get to spend with them each and every day. Um, Besides that, the silent majority, you need to stop being silent and stand your ground. We'll see you next time on the Patriots Prayer Podcast. You guys have a good one.